Hey, um, my name's Steve. Uh, if I, we haven't met yet, um, it's uh, cool to have you here tonight. Um, uh, I decided a few years ago that I just thought that everyone I didn't know was just a friend that I hadn't met yet, and I'd, I reckon we could be friends. What do you reckon, Stacey? We could be friends, right? If you could be friends with Stacey, you've got to be cool. So he just put his thumbs up. So guys, that's pretty good. Um, I really believe God's got a, a really awesome message, and I was just talking to someone at the doors this, this evening, and they just said something about the message, and I was like, I'm just the first guy to hear it. I'm the first guy that's got to grapple with what God's doing, then, then I get to bring it. You know what I'm talking about? Every preacher you see that gets up, everyone that, that leads you into something, they've just, they've just got it look like just a millisecond before you, and we're still processing this stuff along on the journey, and I love that. And then at the same time, there's something scary about that yet. We're talking about, been talking about the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about uh, how this Holy Spirit brings gifts. And if you've missed the last few weeks, uh, I encourage you to jump online. You can find out uh, some amazing messages from a bunch of different preachers here. And I reckon God would just really continue to build something in you. Uh, can I have that? Uh, the, yeah, that would be awesome. We're going to be talking about... Um, about the Holy Spirit, and we've been talking about the, the, the nine gifts, and we've heard about the, the first three, which are the, the ones that we say. They're the gifts that we say, and then there's the next three that are called the ones that we know, and then the last three are called the power gifts, or the way that we're doing it, they're called the power gifts, which just sounds cool, right? And um, somehow I got that one, which is exciting, and, um, and so they're the power gifts, and they're faith, and they're miracles, and they're healings, yeah? And so we're going to be talking about that. And I was, I was, I've been here and I've been listening to great preachers, great pre- preaching great messages. And I felt like God spoke to me about a few things as I've been listening to all of this of what limits us when it comes to these amazing gifts. This is what the verse in the Bible says about these gifts. Uh, it, it simply says this in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. These gifts are given for the common good. They're given for, for, peop- for us to be able to, that God could do common good. Not just here, not just in your family, not just in a life group, but everywhere that God could do that. It says it like this in the NLT, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. Uh, each believer has received a gift in, that manifests in the spirit, power and presence That gift is given for the good of the whole community. And the message says it like this. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. So we hear about these amazing gifts that God wants to give to us. That he's, he's, Jesus has come and given his amazing life and he says, wait for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and comes upon us and comes in us. And now God wants to do something with it. So he gives these gifts. The ones that we speak, the ones that we know, and the ones that we uh, do. I like, I like doing stuff. I'm a doer, right? And so uh, there's, there's these ones. And, and as we've been learning about this, I feel like God gave me two pictures. One was a Rubik's Cube. Now, please help me out because I know some of you, you, have, you might not know what this is. But, 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 but people know what a Rubik's Cube is? Yeah, even down, fantastic, even down the back. Seven of you, brilliant, awesome. You're so, man, you're just helping me out so well tonight. Do you know what a Rubik's Cube is? Fantastic, 80%. 
I don't know where the rest of you have been living, right? Now, I'm not sure about you, but if you go to someone's house and you see a Rubik's Cube, usually it looks a little bit like this, right? And it's often just in like a kid's play area now. Sometimes when you see that, it's got the, the stickers pulled off and stuck on different ones because someone didn't know how to do it and they were trying to be funny, yeah? Not you, but someone did that, right? Well, I was at Christmas and I was uh, somewhere and I saw one of these and I thought, you know what, I'm going to learn how to do that. I had this idea in my head that it would just probably be a few algorithms that I'd need to learn and then I would know how to do it because you see people just going like this and then they put it down, right? So there's something that's going on in their head that they know if they just do that, that they'd be able to do it. So I decided, just because that's what the kind of thing I would do, that I'd get one, and on my two-week holiday, I would learn how to do the Rubik's Cube. I found out what the algorithms were, and my family got so annoyed by me making this noise while they were trying to you know, watch TV and do all these other things, as I would just be trying to work out how to do this Rubik's Cube. It took me two weeks. Not two weeks to get it right once, but two weeks before I didn't need something that I had to look at every time to learn the next algorithm. Are you with me? Sometimes I get it right, sometimes I get it wrong. But after about two weeks, I could do it between about three and five minutes. I can do this thing. I'm not super fast, but I can do that thing. I felt like God was saying around this, these, these gifts, these gifts that God brings out is that if I was to say to you, would you like to be somebody that could just show up somewhere and go and see a Rubik's Cube and just do it? If, would you like to be someone who could just do it and then just put it down on the bench? Not make a big deal about it. And everyone's like, oh my God. I mean, who would like to be that person that could do that? Brilliant. Oh, it's not. We had way more people in the morning. Okay, look, don't be a little bit shy. But, you know, you don't have to be a show off. But I'm already said that I wanted to do it. If that's you and you say, it'd be cool just to be able to pull that out and be able to do it. Would you like to do that? Put your hand up. Yeah, quite a few people, right? Who knows how to do the Rubik's Cube? See, there's a lot of people that want to, but a lot of people who don't know how to. And I felt like that's what God was saying as I was listening to these great communicators talking about these gifts of the Holy Spirit. A lot of people want to, but a lot of people don't know how to. It's kind of like this, this for some reason, this thing just seems a little bit hard to do. Now, I found out since this morning that Josh knows how to do this in, uh, in one minute, right? Oh, nice duck there. Yeah? Let's see if we can do it. He was going to just throw at me when he's ready, right? It took me two weeks to work out how to do that. Imagine if. Imagine if. No pressure. 58, 57, 56, 55. My kids were like, Dad, you really, if you could do that while you were preaching, just pull it off. And I was like, I'm a male. I can only do one thing at a time. And so... But, but, but imagine that, like these, these amazing gifts that God has given us that he wants us to use for the common good. For the common good. He's given to me. He's given to you for the common good. And there's this, there's this, there's this, we want to, but we don't know how to. In two weeks, I learned how to do the Rubik's Cube. Imagine what God could do if we decided to do that. The second one is that we could have these plants up here. That would be amazing. This is the second picture that God said that limits us, the people in the church, thanks so much, uh, limits the people in the church uh, from, from, uh, from these spiritual gifts. I, I don't know if you were here the other day and Jay was telling some amazing stories about just walking up to people and giving words of knowledge. And I was like, that's so amazing. That would be so cool, right? I was all in. I was like, this would be amazing. Uh, 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 but then what do I do? Do I do anything? Is it like I would like to do the Rubik's Cube, but I never do the Rubik's Cube, you know? 
And God showed me another picture. This is some of the taro that grows in my house. I've got this amazing, you got it there? You already done it? Oh, Brad did it. Fantastic. Thanks, Brad. And, uh, and, um, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 I've, and I've got this native bush and I've got some subtropical plants in there and they grow all over the place. In fact, this is a small one in my, in my, in my, in my house, right? This here is the same plant as this. It's exactly the same plant, except for one has space to grow and one has not as much space to grow. And I feel like God said about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the same thing that you have. But someone like Jay or someone like Michael or someone like Jan or someone like Tyra, they, they, they've just given more space for this thing. And it started to grow. The, the, the problem is, is that when we need it, when we come across someone who needs for us to pray for a miracle, needs for us to bring faith to that situation, we wish we had this one. And we're like, man, wouldn't it be amazing to use this one? The problem is, is we've only given this much space. And is there something I can encourage you today? Is Don't just look at it and think, man, that's so hard. I could never be a genius like other people who could do it in a minute. No, no, it's, it's actually not just an algorithm. It's about growing a relationship with God. But you could bring faith and miracles and healing through the power of God if you would just take some time and give some space that would be amazing I want to read you this verse it says this in Luke 7 and 11 we, we hear of these gifts we see them but this is Jesus this is his example showing to us it says soon afterwards Jesus went from town from uh, went to a town called Nain and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and said, don't cry. And then he went up and touched the coffin, and those carrying it stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, get up. And the dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother, and they were filled with awe, and they praised God. What are these gifts for? They're for the common good. This picture, can I paint it a little bit for you? Jesus is coming this way. Jesus is coming, and there's like a praise party going with them. We've got Josh on the drums. We've got Enzo on guitar. We've got Liam, who I like to call John. No, that's just a private joke. Uh, you had to be there. And, uh, and, and the, the band's just like cranking along. It's awesome. There's, there's this atmosphere of faith that's coming this way. And from this other side is an atmosphere of a funeral. Sorrow. Disappointment. Pain, loss. It's a different sound. Over here is the song of praise and the song of joy and the song of salvation, the song of hope and a future. And from this side is a widow. She's already lost her husband. You understand in the time and the culture, that means she had very little future. Her only future that she had was in her son, who has now died also. She's in pain. She's feeling broken and hurt. She's feeling alone. Not only is she can't turn to her husband, but now she can't turn to her son and there is no future. 
And there's a sound of sorrow coming this way. And there's a sound of faith coming this way. And there's a sound of disappointment coming this way. And there's a sound of joy coming this way. And as they come together, there's this moment where they collide. And Jesus, it says in, in, the, in the Scripture in Luke, it says, when the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and he said, don't cry. And then he touched the coffin and the, and the men carrying it stood still and he said, young man, I say to you, get up. And the dead man began to talk. There's two cultures, there's two, there's two atmospheres. There's one of faith and there's one of death. But when they collide, which one wins? Oh, that was really average. Which one wins? There's an atmosphere of faith coming this way and there's this atmosphere of death coming this way. And I've got to tell you that every day we come across circumstances and situations like that. And here's Jesus showing us these gifts that he's left for us. They are for the good of all. They are for everyone's benefit. They are for all. God who is in heaven has decided not just for us, but for all that our faith and his grace can collide. Our faith and his grace. Have you just read the Bible for a moment and seen where our faith, oh man, sometimes that faith's so small. It's like, are you sure you even needed that? It's like one of these little faiths. This is like, but then heaven's grace falls and it collides. I think God might be looking for moments where heaven's grace can collide and he's just looking, is there someone is there someone who would stop? Is there someone who would use their little bit of faith or who would say, I'll take a moment to grow in this area so that when I'm there, it might be bigger than this, it might be like this. I've got some ones at home are like twice the size. I would give some space for what God would want to do. That our faith and His grace, you say it with me, our faith, Oh, that was average. It feels like we were, at the, we were in the funeral group for that moment there. Our faith and His grace collide. It's an amazing moment when that happens. In fact, when you hear others telling stories of that, you go, I want that. Yes, please. God, do that for my sister. Do that for my boss. Do that for my uh, schoolmate. Do that for my friend. Whatever it is, we, we're out there and we believe in God. Would you do that? And he says, it's your faith and my grace can collide. We're singing that song, that his goodness is running after me. I reckon he's just kind of like, well, I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to find a place where we can just make this thing collide. Stop moving! <laughs> Well, we're all over the place. We're distracted by everything. And he's trying to, I want to just collide. I want to bring my love. I want to bring my hope. I want to bring my healing. I want to bring my joy. I want to, I want to bring my breakthrough. I want to bring salvation. Want, and we're just like, and we're just like, we're too busy. We're too busy. We're, oh, should, that should be for somebody else. I've got to tell you that God, he's looking for his grace to collide. And he sends his Holy Spirit and these amazing gifts 
the ones we say, the ones we know, and the ones that we do. And they're not just for us. In fact, they're for all. That our grace and His, our faith and His grace would collide. Every day, these situations, these opportunities of people who are carrying their hopelessness, their pain, their sorrow, their despair, people carrying their disappointment, their shame and their loss. Every day, those things are happening and we walk past. And that grace that was meant to collide, we missed it. Maybe it's because we just didn't see it. We were tied up in our own stuff. But maybe we just thought, oh, if, if Jay was here, he would do it. Pastor Michael was here, he would do it. Tim was here, he would do it. No, no, I can tell you, it doesn't matter whether it's this big or whether it's this big or whether it's this big. That is a gift from God for all. So that our faith and that His grace can collide. He shows us, He shows us His heart that he sees you, he sees your friend, he sees your family member, your workmate, your next door neighbor, even a stranger. He sees him or he sees her and his heart is, don't cry, get up. And he wants to do that again and again. These gifts are for all. That we are called to bring our faith and his grace and see those things collide. When you look at the word faith, I, I, I was saying this morning, uh, when I uh, be, be, be preparing this, I wrote about five messages for today because there's just so much. I got way more content than time. You know what I'm talking about? And it's kind of like, how long do we talk about this gift of faith? And how long do we talk about this gift of healing? And how long do we talk about the gift of miracles? And why are they different? Don't we, aren't they just kind of the same? And, and Dr. Michael would be able to give you the 74 points. Why not? But... But we don't have time to do that today. But I want you to know that there's, there's, there's our faith and then there's a gift of faith. Yeah? So we have to have faith. It says, in fact, if we don't, if we don't have faith, we can't please God. So how do we even get into this if we don't have the gift? There's this moment where we just got to trust God. That God is God and His goodness is running after me. And so I'm just going to trust Him. But then there's a gift of faith. I really like the gift of faith. It might be, I'm not even sure, but it might be one of my favorite ones because with the gift of faith, all these other things come off it. The gift of faith, the best way I can explain it is like, you know when you're somewhere and someone goes, oh, I really like that song. Up until that point, you never heard the song. Like you're somewhere and it's playing in the background and then they go, I really like the song. And then you're like, oh yeah, I like that song too. And now you can hear that song. That's like faith. When you start speaking about how God's doing this or thing, and people are like, oh, I didn't even realize he was doing anything. Or like when someone says, oh man, that smells good, and now you're hungry, right? You weren't hungry up until that point, but as soon as they started, they, they, they made you realize that they're, oh man, that's, oh, I'm so hungry now, right? Faith has the ability to do that. When you start talking about things, other people start realizing, I need it and I need it now. Faith, the gift of faith is kind of like when you buy that new car. And then everywhere you drive, there seems to be your car driving. Like you've never noticed that car. And now it's like, oh, there's my, and then the people around you get sick. They've been everywhere all of the time. But all of a sudden you've noticed that they're there. 
It's this amazing thing that you, you talk about something and then it's almost like, it's almost like it just it sits out there until someone, something collides with it. I've been in places when, when someone said, I believe that God's going to do this and this is what's going to happen and there's someone in the seat somewhere and they're like, that's me. It was put out there. It's like these words hovering in the air. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's collide, something collides with you. There's something amazing about that. There's this amazing ability in healing that people are in pain and God doesn't want people in pain. People aren't functioning at their best and God doesn't want people like that. So he gives this gift of healing. I remember the first time that I felt like God told me to pray, uh, 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 to pray for someone to be healed. I just remember it because I had no idea what, I'd never been in a church or been brought up around those kind of things. At the time I was leading worship, that's how bad the meeting was. When I'm leading worship, we're in trouble, right? And I was leading worship and as I was in there, I just felt this, this presence and I was like, God, what's this? And I felt like God said, there's a power to heal people in this room today. And I was like, great, what's that mean, you know? And I just felt like God say, there's someone here today and they've got something wrong with their elbow and I need you to pray for them. They need to be healed. And I was like, oh, shoot. I'm having this conversation while I'm still trying to lead the band and lead the, the everybody. And, and I'm like, okay, so, so what do I do now? And he goes, oh, you know, just say, hey, there's someone out here who's got that and, and they come forward and you'll pray for them. And I was like, okay, I can do that. And then, but, you know, when you don't ask all of the questions... And so I was like, hey, so if there's someone here today and, and you've got some, there's something wrong with your elbow, I think it's your right elbow, and I don't know why I needed to be so specific on my first time, you know, just like, has anyone got an arm here? Would have been probably just enough faith step out for me. And, and I was like, you know, it's your right elbow and you're having problems with it. And two guys came down and then I was confused because God said there's one person. I was like, which one? So we prayed, I prayed, I was, I, this is what, literally, this is what I said. I was like, I don't know if I've got enough faith, but I reckon between us, we've got at least a mustard seed. So we prayed for these two guys. Someone got like a random free, one for free. It was like a two for one deal. We prayed for these two guys. And the guy on the right-hand side, I found out later, he was, uh, he was from Ohakia um, Air, Air Force, yeah, the Air Force Base. And he was about to go for his helicopter's pilot's license, but he had this problem with his elbow. And he was going to have an operation, and the operation had a 50% chance of it working. That's really bad. That's really bad odds. Like, that's not good odds. And he was healed that night. He was healed that night and able to go and get his pilot's license and be able to do that. I got to be part of that. That's an amazing healing. I told a story this morning about a friend of mine. I was in Auckland and, and he rang me up and he goes, hey, Steve, I heard you in Auckland. Can you come and pray for me? This is a guy. He was massive. He's a big, big lad. He's around about six foot four, 120 kgs. In fact, when, uh, when we were friends with him a long time ago, a rugby player, a long time ago, uh, me and him were at a concert. I had my daughter there. She was just little. And my daughter leaned over and she goes, Dad, his arms are the same size as your legs. And she was right. He's a massive man. And he rings me from this hotel and he's like, Steve, I'm about to play my first game for the Hurricanes against the Blues tomorrow. But in the captain's run today, uh, as we were running around, I sprained my ankle. I haven't let anybody know. I've told no trainers. I, I just pretended to, I just, I just didn't want anyone to know because I really want to play my first game. 
He goes, can you come over and pray? So I was like, yeah, absolutely. So we, we were driving home from somewhere else and, and he told me where it was and we started driving around and I've got to be honest, if you've met my wife, her, her bearings are amazing and mine are really terrible when we're driving. And she's like, where are we going? And I was like, oh, it's cool, it's whatever. And, and she goes, where is it? And I was like, I don't know. How, how big can Auckland be? And uh, anyway, by a miracle, we found the place and we pulled in there. I remember walking into the foyer and uh, as I walked into the foyer, oh man, I was so distracted because there were some of the legends of the game in the foyer. Jonah Loma was in the foyer. Tana Umanga was in the foyer. And I kind of like just walked in like, can I have your autograph? You know, like, I was just like, why? And I was just like, and then my friend's like, come over here, I need you to pray. And I was like, oh yeah. And so I went over and, and, and uh, we're sitting down on this chair and I, I remember as we're talking, he goes, hey Steve, th- this is what I did. I, I haven't told anyone I'm believing for a miracle. And I was like, oh, great, I, I'm believing for a miracle. And someone else famous walked past and then I was back again. And, and, then, I was like, and then I was kind of, you know, like when you're sitting beside someone who's massive and everyone else is massive, you feel really little? And then I, I said to him, hey, so it's your ankle? And he goes, yeah. And I go, oh, that's cool because lately we've been praying for a whole lot of people that have had ankle problems. And there's this guy that was snowboarding. He does massive damage, but we prayed for him. He was absolutely healed. It was meant to be a six-month layoff. But all of a sudden, just like it was a miracle like that, and he was healed. There was a mum, and she she'd tripped on something. I can't remember quite right now. And she had done that, and we prayed for him. And, she said, and so, man, if God could do that, he can do that, right? He can do, can do this miracle here. And he's like, yeah, I believe that. So I rang you. And I was awesome. And that was this awkward moment where you're in the foyer with all of these famous people all around you. And now, you know, like, how do you, how do you not weirdly pray for someone, you know? So it's kind of like, almost like, you know, like, go to do my shoelaces up and just like, you know, <laughs> don't judge me. And so... <laughs> And so I, I, I lean down and I'm, I'm holding on to his ankle and, and there's this moment where I'm just like, I don't think there's any broken ankles in heaven. Yeah? yeah. You guys know there's, there's, there's no sprained ankles in heaven. There's no angel walking around going, ow, ow, ow. This just doesn't happen. And so if there's no pain in heaven, if there's no sprains in heaven, if there's no, if there's no brokenness in heaven, then we're under his domain, right? So if we're praying under his domain, then, and, we, and we start praying like this, and, and I'm praying for him, and, 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 and he goes, oh, Steve, it's getting a bit warm. And I didn't know back then that was a good sign. I was just like, that's a great sign. I didn't even know. There was just my faith moment, you know? I was just like, uh, go one, you know, it's 50-50. And, uh, and, and, and he goes, okay, cool. And, and then we, we finish and I go back and get a few more signatures and, and we, we leave and he, see, he, he rings me and I'm driving home. He goes, Steve, I went up to my room and I took my three socks off. You know, when you hurt your ankle, you don't want anyone to know, I took my three sto- socks and my strapping so that nobody would know. And he goes, totally healed. There's no pain at all. Come on, you should give God a hand for that. If he can use Steve with this faith, that's definitely God's grace. And he rings me the next night. He goes, Steve, I got man of the match, first game out. My faith and God's grace. And they collide. There's people all over the place that need to know God. A God, a good God who's, who's running after them. And this is for everyone. And then miracles, these miracles. 
oh man, we could, we could talk about them all night, but I'd get told off by Pastor Michael if we went for too long. That's not true. He wouldn't tell me off. He'd encourage it probably. Miracles are made up of altering the laws of nature. Oh man, I need some of this kind of stuff for that. It's like parting the Red Sea. It's just like, you know, it's it's reversing human condition, praying for blind eyes, people to born blind, and now they can see. Those are those kind of miracles. Deliverance from demons, don't need to explain that. Widespread Holy Spirit baptism, raising of the dead. In fact, after this message this morning, a guy came up, he was sitting somewhere around just in here this morning, he came up after the gathering and he said, hey, Hey, uh, I met you a long time ago and we had a bit of a yarn. I said, oh, I do remember you, maybe 10 years back. And he goes, hey, can you pray for me tomorrow? Yesterday, he said, uh, my friend, a good friend of mine passed away in Dannyvirk. And God spoke to me about going and praying for him to get back up. I'm going tomorrow. Would you pray for me? I was like, absolutely, I'll pray for you. It's, it's this, this miracle's. I don't know which faith he has, but he's going to have a go. And he's going to believe. And just maybe God's grace would show up. Does, is there any death in heaven? What a weird thing to say. And believing that God would do a miracle. And that God wants to do a miracle in and through you and through me. If the band could come and join me, that would be amazing. When our faith and his grace collide, amazing things happen. There's a couple of things I, I, wanna, I, I wanted to leave with you today. Is, is A, create an atmosphere for God to move. Create an atmosphere. Stop trying to live your life and God being in this pot and then wondering why you need a big prayer and you don't know if God can show up. It's not that God's small. It's that the space you gave him was small. Feel like I'm telling you off. I'm not. I'm trying to encourage you, trying to inspire you. We go, oh God, people, this is what happens, right? Uh, some of you heard me talk before. I'm, I'm praying for my brother in law. I'm really praying. If you've got spare time in your prayer, please pray for my brother in law. I'm praying that God would do a miracle in, of salvation in his life. He's an amazing man. We're great friends, and I'm praying that God would do something. But my brother in law thinks God's small, but he's got him in a small pot. He's given him small space. And so therefore, this cute little God shows up. That doesn't seem powerful enough for the things that he needs. Now, if my faith is this small too, how can I help him? Would you give space? Space for God to move. Create an atmosphere in your world. I know I was joking about having these guys come home. But do you have an atmosphere of faith in your house? Do you have an atmosphere of faith in your day, in your week, in your month? Are there things you're going, I don't want to just stay here. I want to grow and I want to grow and I want to grow. In fact, the title of my house, I need to cut it back all the time because it just takes over. Wouldn't that be a great picture? That this atmosphere of space that we give God would just start taking over. Accidental miracles. Hey? You go, That's you, what are you talking about? You know, I reckon the, the lady that got healed with the issue, 
Jesus is walking along to do one miracle and a random lady like dives out and touches his garment, gets absolutely healed. I reckon that's like an accidental one. Wouldn't it be cool if we just had a Sunday we just talked about the accidental ones? Not the, the purposeful ones, but the ones that just happened along the way. Yeah? We're excited. Every, uh, would you set aside time for the atmosphere of God to move in your life? Every month, every week, every day. You know what I'm super challenged as I said before, I'm like two days ahead of you on this. It's like, do I have a quiet time or am I setting aside time for the space of what God can do in my life to grow? Don't judge me. Just on my journey. Tick my box, got it done today. Or is, 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 this, is this thing growing? Is this thing enlarging? In fact, the other day, this is for free. It's all for free. Uh, in, our, in our native bush, we, we have Nico trees growing. You know, Nico palms? They just grow everywhere. Like, they're just everywhere. So we decided we'd start, like, taking the seeds and growing the seeds, right? So we've got, like, about 150, like, seedlings growing. Uh, but just after Christmas, we decided that we were going to take them from a pot like this to a pot like that. Took a little bit of investment for us to do that. And get, get a bit of, you know, the right soil to be able to do that. The things that were this size at Christmas are now four times the size now because we gave them space to grow. I'm kind of sad because it's kind of, they could have been way bigger by now if I'd done that earlier. I know that's just how I think. The second one is would you grow and invest? Would you, would you, would you, would you grow and invest into these gifts that God's given to us? Maybe they are the speaking ones. Maybe they are the knowledge ones. Maybe they are the what you do ones. But whatever it is, there's people out there who need us to move. And, 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 and when people are walking past and we're walking this way and they're coming this way for whatever they're carrying, would we be one that could say, my faith and His grace. You with me? My faith and His grace. My and His collide. 